You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. The world is filled with many questions, such as, did giants exist? What is junk DNA? Does it mean that you're trash? Do you ever wonder if aliens have underwater bases in our oceans, and that's why there are so many UFO sightings off the coasts of islands all over the world? How serious even is climate change, and when should we start building our rafts? Hello, everyone. You may recognize me as Gabby from the History of Everything podcast. And my name is Bruna, and you don't recognize me from anything yet. Together, we're two scientists who explore the answers to these questions and many, many more in our new podcast, Mystery Mystery of Everything, Everything. available everywhere you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Katie from Queen's Podcast. Just a heads up, our show does include some strong language. So if you're uncomfortable with that, this might not be the show for you. Cheers, bitches. Hi, this is Katie. And this is Nathan. And you're listening to Queen's Podcast, the show about badass women in history. All right. Hey, Nathan. Hey, 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 hey. So we're back to talk about Agrippina the Elder, part two. Yes. Yes. Agrippina, if you have not listened to the first episode of this, just go back and listen to it because we don't have time to do like a full on recap. <laughs> let's, so let's snip it. Snippet recap. <laughs> Agrippina is the granddaughter of Augustus, who is the first emperor of Rome. She marries her second cousin, Germanicus, and fell in love. They're the Kennedys of ancient Rome is like the narrative that we're trying to set here. Um, they have three precious little boys, and she goes on campaign um, with Germanicus while he's fighting wars which is unusual, and while she's on campaign with her husband, Augustus dies. Yes. So we're caught up. Yep. So Tiberius is now emperor, so he leaves the troops and heads out to Rome. And he's, like, the only person in the world that didn't find Germanicus and Agrippina, like, super fucking adorable along with their sons. But the troops love this Kennedy Kennedy family of ancient Rome. Yeah, they, they are totally the Kennedys. We cannot stress enough how popular Germa- Germanicus, Agrippina, and their children are amongst Roman citizens, amongst the troops, mm-hmm. amongst just the common people. Everybody loved them. Uh, uh, everybody loved them. <laughs> so they used to dress their their two year old baby. Ga- ga- Gaius. I always want to say Gaius. It's Gaius. Gaius. Yeah, they used to dress <laughs> Gaius up an exact replica of the Roman soldiers' outfits. Uh-huh. So think like you saw a two year old in a Marine's outfit, which I have put in the outline for Nathan to see, and we can confirm. It's fucking adorable. He's so fucking cute. Look at his little. Look at him in his little. Marine's outfit. I want to squeeze his little cheeks. Oh, uh, no. Um, so when they did this with Gaius, like, they did a complete replica right down to the Roman soldier's shoes. And the troops were, like, so freaking taken back by this adorable little thing that they got up and gave him a name that stuck with him his entire life. They called him Little Boots, which in Roman, or whatever they spoke, Greek? Latin. Latin. Yes. Okay, so in, that they gave him a name in Latin, which is Caligula, which means little boots. And yes, it's that Caligula. That Caligula. 
<laughs> so it makes it makes the sound it makes the name sound a lot less foreboding when you know that it means like booties. <laughs> <laughs> so the troops end up floating this idea of maybe Germanicus, maybe he should be emperor now. I mean, he is next in line. Yeah, he was Tiberius's adopted son now. And I don't think for a minute Agrippina ever would have supported this idea while Tiberius was still in power. Her mother was starved to death for treason. For less than conspiring to overthrow the emperor. And so she's like, nope. nope, So I don't don't think she would be trying to get her husband to push for the throne. No. Um, I think she was perfectly happy the way their life was. And so they were just like, shut it down, shut it down. And they were like, troops, if we go off to rule and be emperor and empress, you won't. Get to see Caligula in his little boots, oh, and, the, and the troops are like, "Don't take away the little boots. We need the little boots. The little boots. Okay, never mind. Never We're, mind. Stay here. Just stay." <laughs> and I think Agrippina went, Phew. Yeah. And then they pop out another baby. I, I mean, mean, they just couldn't keep their hands off each other. Oh yeah, they're both attractive, and well put attracted together to people. each other, and mm-hmm. they're a very, they're a very good couple. And also, I think they were like. Hey, if we start popping out more kids, that the troops are going to want us here even more. They're just going to like see us as this figurehead of Rome here, like amongst yeah. them. Mm-hmm. So in 15 AD, their first daughter named Agrippina, mm-hmm. which because no one's creative with names, nope. Um, she was born in what's modern day Cologne, Germany. Um, and hey, while we're at it, she actually did have another baby two girl. Two years later, hey, hey. Let's have another. Let's have another daughter. Um, Julia Drusilla hit the scene, and we're just going to call her Drusilla because yeah. everybody, there's everybody's Julia and Agrippina and yeah. whatever. So <coughs> you know, Tiberius had some like little spies and little oh, spiders and all over. Whatever. Yeah, and he knew this was going down. AKA everyone liking Aggie and her man better than Tiberius. And I don't think Tiberius. I don't think it came to a shock as shock to him. But I still think that he was not cool that... They were more popular than he was. Yeah. I think that's really all it boils down to. That's what it came to. down to. Is they had they, nothing, he had nothing on them except that they're, they're super loved and super popular and everybody loves them. And, and um, little side bit about Tiberius, he's not super popular. He's not like a likable guy. I don't think in the end he's a bad ruler because he is pretty pragmatic, but he's just... I think Richard Nixon, when I think of him, and not that Richard okay. Nixon was a good president, but you know, somebody that, you know, when you put him next to Kennedy, you know, the Kennedy and Nixon yeah. debates. Yeah. Who did everybody like? Exactly. The young, handsome, handsome. charismatic guy, not the sweaty old man. <laughs> so true. You know, so, so they are, they are Kennedy and Nixon. So Nixon, AKA Tiberius mm-hmm. is like, Hey, you guys just need to come home, Germanicus. Enough of all this bullshit and everybody loving you. <laughs> no, no, come home to Rome. We've we, we've got more important shit for you to do here. You've you've done what you need to. All you can do in Germany. So obviously, the emperor summons you back to Rome. So you go to fucking Rome. You go, yeah. And guess what happens? They throw them a fucking parade. Bitch. It was called um, a triumph, and it was parade. On steroids. <laughs> on the steroids are on steroids for this parade. Like it was a huge fucking to do. Like all of Rome, commoners, senators, everybody in between 
would have come out for this triumph to see Germanicus, Agrippina, and their children ride by and wave on their chariots. I wish people threw me a parade every time I came home. I know. (laughs) You know what? Let's arrange that. Next next time we go back to our hometown, let's... um, Arrange a parade. (laughs) Well, you, you can do that in New Orleans. Oh, yeah, you can. So let's see if maybe they'll travel four hours. Right. So they're like, everybody's throwing them a parade and Tiberius is sitting over in the corner like, no one throw me a fucking parade. Yeah. I mean, we say that um, it's good for optics. Tiberius did like plan the triumph and everything, but I think he was really hoping we'll do this big to do for them and then everybody will kind of get over this golden family yeah so this parade also featured lots of captives from germany including one important guy's wife uh the snelda yeah arminius's uh wife and her three-year-old son they would have most likely gone on that parade and it's kind of really sad yeah she was (laughs) she was the wife of like a german rebel yeah so they're kind of making an example and so they and we talked about this a little bit in the cleopatra episode because her sister cleopatra's sister had been caught and marched through the streets of rome in a triumph so that's what you did whenever you you caught important captives captives and like prisoners and paraded them through the streets so that this was, this the, was like one of the biggest parties in history. Yes, it was a huge fucking deal. Um, so Tiberius gives them all these titles and all these honors. He recognized how powerful this family was. Yeah. And gave them all the honors you'd expect for the person who's next in line for the throne to have. But this family is just too fucking cute and charming to keep in Rome. The the fanfare did not die down like he was no. So Tiberius is like, I need to get rid of these people because they're upstaging me. So I'm going to send them to Syria. <laughs> Syria was, um, it was a Roman state. Yes. Um, but it was a hot fucking mess. Yes. <laughs> and um, he was like, I need to go get Syria like set straight. And I'm sick of seeing your fucking face, Germanicus get and Agrippina. <laughs> Y'all are too perfect. Y'all gotta go. <laughs> um, so he sends them off to Syria. So the Germanicus Agrippina family goes on a world tour. Yes. Instead of, instead of cutting straight to Syria. They hit up all these interesting places. Interesting side note, um, they decided that Syria was a little too far and too foreign and too much of a mess to take all the kids. (laughs) So they left everyone at home except for Caligula. He's their fucking mascot. He is their mascot. He's like, they're like, we can't go... And rally the troops without our little boots. Right? How old is he? Give me those little boots. How, how old is he? Seven. This time? Okay. He's seven. The soldiers need the fucking little boots. <laughs> I don't blame them. Yeah. I could just see how cute that would be. I know. Anyway, this is super awesome because as a woman, I mean, unless you were a slave who was suddenly stolen from another land and brought to Rome, you really didn't get to see a whole lot of the world. And Agrippina got to see so much of it. They went to Actium, which is a historically important spot for Rome. That's where Mark Antony and Augustus had their final showdown there. And, you know, she's Augustus's grandson, 
and he is Mark Antony's grandson, oh. and also Augustus's nephew. <laughs> um, this these family, Roman shit. These Roman shit. Um, <laughs> I saw Troy. You know. That horse. Yeah, that that famous Wooden place. horse, that Troy. They also went to the Isle of Lesbos. Yes, and yes, that is where lesbians get their name, from Lesbian. the Isle of Lesbos. So there was actually a little damper in this journey, <clears throat> because Agrippina was big and fucking pregnant. She was so <clears throat> pregnant. Yeah, and so traveling around had to have been a pain in the ass. Yeah. Or a pain in the vagina. The uterus, or a pain in the back. Everything. Pain in the ankles. <laughs> I haven't been pregnant, but I hear all of it hurts. Yeah. So while they were on the island of Lesbos, just off of Greece, they had their final child. They named Julia Lavilla. We're just going to call her Lavilla because, again, too many Julias. Yeah. I don't know. Fuck. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was their last child. Um, Archie, I thought, thought this was really interesting. On the island of Lesbos, um, archaeologists have found, like, pottery and coins and just different, uh, like, different art to show that they celebrated Agrippina's fertility there. Oh, that's really cool. That is cool, right? Yeah, so they have, like, physical proof. About that she was there and that she was so popular that the locals were just like dropped everything they did they and were started like, making shit for we her. We gotta we gotta celebrate her fertility. Um, this is how we're gonna get Rome to love us. That's just how popular they were. So they finally fucking make it to Syria and the governor of Syria is a dude named Piso? Piso. And Piso had a wife named Plancina. And Piso and Plancina, honestly, they were not there to make friends. No. They did. They thought, like, we don't need Germanicus and Agrippina coming over here. Because it was a weird situation. Like, Piso was kind of like the governor, but, Ag- but Germanicus was sent over there to get everything sorted out. Mm-hmm. And so he's stepping on his toes. Yeah, basically. yeah. But the emperor told him to go there and step. No, so on you his can't toes. tell the emperor. No. What is he going to tell? <laughs> he's going to tell Tiberius. No, absolutely I don't want to go. No. Um, and they were hostile. Like Piso and Plancina were so mean to Germanicus, Agrippina, and Caligula. They're like the only people that didn't like Caligula in history. Well. <laughs> Didn't well, like I mean, child Caligula. Yeah, child Plenty Caligula. of people didn't like adult Caligula. <laughs> yeah, let's let's preface But they that. were the only people in the world that weren't won over by the little boots. Look at his little fucking the boots. The little fucking boots. <laughs> and again, we've put another picture of the child. <laughs> the little child with the little boots. He's so cute. Um, oh I also God. read that Plancina um, was told to keep a check on Agrippina because you'll remember from like our last episode when Agrippina like stepped in and didn't let them destroy Mm -hmm. this bridge or whatever like supposedly before they came Piso told Plancina he was like look your job is to make sure Agrippina doesn't get too big for her britches like that again that is not her fucking place to be put her down but Plancina would tell her like that's not your place to be and then do exactly what Agrippina was going to do. Oh my god, that would piss me off so bad. Who the fuck do they think they are? Are they the granddaughter of Augustus? Nope. No, they're fucking not. Thank so these, you, next. These, <laughs> yes. <laughs> these two couples, 
hate each other. Yeah, flames on the side of their face. (laughs) You know, no one ever fucking knows what I'm talking about. If, um, it's, it's a deep cut from the Clue movie. When did the Clue movie come out? Oh, like 88? 80 something, yeah. Something like that. Flames. Madeline Kahn. On the side of my face. Breathing. Headless breasts. Yeah, that's basically how they feel about yes. each other. So, so Pizzo and Plancina are like, and this is a huge recap because there was way more drama, but Pizzo and Plancina are just like, you know what? We are being humiliated. So This is complete bullshit. This is complete bullshit. <laughs> Uh, bye. <laughs> so they leave, but they don't really get that far. I want to. I don't. I don't want this to happen. Uh, no, it's but so sad. Germanicus gets really sick. <gasps> no, <laughs> Germanicus. No, he's so sexy and tall and gorgeous. <sighs> so, in reality, it was 19 AD, and it's totally plausible that he just got sick. Because the ancient world didn't have penicillin. <laughs> and that's, you know, real but, basic. But um, it was obvious he was dying. And everybody, everybody was like, this is fucking poison. Well, I mean, if you think about it, it's a young guy who's tall, in shape, you know. So it's something where they're like, how did it happen so fast? Why did fast? he all of a sudden... It's not like he had hurt himself fighting. It's not like he had... You know, it wasn't an injury. He just suddenly got sick. I mean, in the modern world, we know there are so many things. That, that could have happened to him. But, yeah, everyone there was like... He went from 100 to zero. This must be poison. And poison really was... We talked about it in the Patreon episode. Yeah. Romans poisoned each other all the fucking time. Common. And Germanicus, the moment he got sick, he blamed Piso for this. Yes. He was like, in private, he told Agrippina that he thought that Tiberius told Piso to do it. can Can you even fucking imagine knowing your husband's about to die and being convinced that the emperor told the them to. emperor <laughs> was responsible for it? What the fuck? But in public, Germanicus, like, was like, I'm just sick because it's the ancient world. Uh, and then in private, he was telling Agrippina, like, right. look, this is what's happening. I'm convinced Tiberius is behind this. So, sadly, Germanicus dies in Syria in 19 AD, and he left Agrippina with the following advice. Um, this is paraphrasing, I think. This might be exactly how I said it. But he was like, baby girl, you got a temper on you and you need to keep that shit in check, honey. (laughs) We both know Tiberius did this, but for your sake and for the sake of our kids, you got to keep your friends in high places. So go back to Rome and make friends. Be nice. Don't, Don't piss anybody off. So, yeah, he so, passed away. And Rome is in mourning. Like, Mourns. This they is, were so sad. Again, this is like JFK when JFK died. Like, exactly. It's, it's like everybody puts their life on hold and goes This analogy in, has so many layers. They go to their rooms and cry in their pillow. Like, they're yes. so depressed. Like, the, it was just... Ugh. Yeah, the, the city of Rome shut down for three days. Can you imagine? That's like the center of the fucking world. That'd be like... That's kind of like when 9-11 happened and New York York shut down. Mm -hmm. It was similar, obviously, much less of a tragedy because it was just one guy and New York shut down for a little longer than three days. But that, it was the same 
to them, it was the same kind of tragedy. Yeah, and then everyone started comparing him to Alexander the Great because they both died like at a super young age of and, like a random disease. And they're super big quick, yeah. and yeah, it was um, it's interesting. Um, so Piso finds out. Piso's like on his way to like fuck off back to Rome, and then he finds out that Germanicus died, and he was like, "Cool, I can go back now." What an asshole. What a dumbass. Because he gets back and he finds out that Agrippina has accused him of witchcraft. Finally, a man gets accused of witchcraft and not a woman. Supposedly, they searched his house and they found spells and um, what appeared to be animals that had been sacrificed. Oh. Like, yeah. So and maybe he was a witch. Maybe. <laughs> so Agrippina- Or maybe it was planted evidence. Or maybe it was, like, animals that he had killed to, like, eat. And then, like, whenever they took the fuck off, he just left. Like, there's lots of maybes. There's, there's lots of maybes in here. But either way, Agrippina is now a widow. Yeah. <laughs> and so remember how we said that she before looked at her mother on how not to act in being royal. She thought you needed to be quiet. You should obey the men. Mm-hmm. You should not speak loudly out of turn. You should keep your opinions to yourself. Oh yeah, those days are fucking over. Oh no, <laughs> Agrippina is devastated and she is out for blood, blood honey. honey. She is not taking Germanicus's advice at all. Well, I don't blame her because she still thinks that the, everybody poisoned her husband. Before so. the funeral, she has his body laid out in Syria um, so, like, they thought when your veins turn, like, a certain color or something, it was proof of poison. Oh. And so she laid out his body and was like, see how his veins look. That's proof somebody poisoned him. So that was the whole, like, she just laid it out in the middle of, like, the city center and was like, does anybody that walked by... Like, somebody's just, like, on their way to get groceries or whatever, and she's like, you want to see proof that my husband was poisoned? <laughs> I'm going to... Sh- you... Come here. What are you doing? I'm going to church. No, you're going to come see that my husband was poisoned. You know? <laughs> um, so then they have his funeral and he's cremated and she puts his ashes in an urn and she takes those, those ashes back to Rome and she makes damn sure before she, like she's leaving and she's like, bye Syria. I wish I could say it was fun. Hey Pizzo. I'm going to see you dead. <laughs> you you are 100% going to get killed by Tiberius now. Uh, bye. Bye. <laughs> she rocks up into Rome. And y'all, there's still like, I think it was like the 1700s, like portraits were like the most famous painting of this scene was painted in the 1700s. That's how big of a deal. It made an this impact. This scene mm-hmm. of her arriving back to Rome was. So, so- she descends her ship. And she's got her husband's ashes and an urn. And she's just, like, looking so sad with her her baby Caligula and, like, her baby baby, you know? (laughs) Um, It's a chilling scene to imagine. Yeah. Remember, she can't right out be like, hey, Tiberius, I think you killed my husband. So she is playing up this arrival knowing how much the country loves her. And knowing that everyone's going to come out. So this girl makes a fucking scene. Yes. Like, she is drama, and I am here for it. Usually, <laughs> like, the usual protocol is you get off the boat, 
And yeah, you'd r- ride through the towns on your horse to get to the next big city or whatever. Mm-hmm. But she, like, I guess was like, find me your slowest horse. Yeah. She's like, oh, did somebody drop this handkerchief? Just Let fi- me- <laughs> find me your saddest, slowest horse. Find me your saddest uh, Vestal Virgins. Like, and she's just like, Riding on the slowest horse, just like crying on her donkey or whatever she's riding, and like people would come out and be like, "Agrippina, are you okay?" And she'd be like, "No, no I need you to come out and support me." And they would no. all dress in black. She's like Germanicus, and everybody's like Germanicus. And so, like every town she went through, she took the longest time to get <laughs> I back. Love it. She. <laughs> I mean, I can't think of a more extra. Yeah, can you just see her like? Holding the urn on a horse, clutching it with a single tear rolling down her face. With her sat, with little boots crying <laughs> behind her, and her carrying her little baby on like a baby Bjorn or some shit. A baby Bjorn. <laughs> and she's just like weeping through the streets. The Romans were eating this shit oh, up. Oh, fuck. This yeah. was getting back to Tiberius, though, and he was. I just imagine him doing, like, you know that meme where it's like, I rolled my eyes so hard I saw my brain? Yeah. That's what I imagine Tiberius mm-hmm. right now. He's like, oh. this is so annoying. But he has to, like, put good faith in them. So he does a, an action of goodwill and accuses Piso of the following. So he accuses Piso of corruption, murder, inciting war, inciting civil war, sacrilege, treason... <laughs> <laughs> Among other things. Yeah. Like, it was a long list. Those are just the highlights. Um, but Agrippina sees this as uncle slash father slash father-in-law slash step, oh whatever. God. She sees him as trying to, like, cover his own guilt. Like, yeah. like the, the emperor doth protest too much. Like, yeah. So after they charge Piso of all these crimes, Piso ends up committing suicide before he can ever be put on trial. Boy. <laughs> so that's enough for fucking Aggie. No, that's not enough for fucking no, Aggie. No, it's not. Because she's like, well, Plancia uh, needs to be on trial too. And Tiberius is kind of like, mm, that's enough now. Like, yeah. we've done. We killed, the one guy's dead already. Just, we don't need to do anything to this woman. enough now. And I feel like Aggie is like Arya Stark here. She's mm. making a list of who she's going to kill. And she's checking it off just to get my OCD in check. Yes. <laughs> just check off that list, girl. Yes. <laughs> so Tiberius is thinking, okay, we're cool now. Everything's cool, 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 cool. Agrippina did not think everything was cool, 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 cool. <laughs> but remember the law that a single woman was basically the fucking property of the closest male relative? Bag of dicks. Bag of dicks. Well, the emperor was her stepfather, her husband's adopted father, and also her grandfather's adopted son. <laughs> so confusing. So <laughs> she had, like, she didn't live in the palace with Tiberius, but she and her children lived, like, on his property. Yeah. And so everything she did was now under the responsibility of Tiberius. So she had to go live with a man that had not only probably resented her her whole life, but also that she thought killed her husband. So Tiberius was all the while trying to make amends with her, and I don't know if he really had a hand in Germanicus' death. I go back and forth. Yeah. I go back and forth. He, 
I know that he was pissed off that he had to make Germanicus his heir because he had his own son mm. who was also Agrippina's nephew. <laughs> These Romans. These fucking... Because <laughs> remember Agrippina... No, it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> we don't have time to get in. So anyway, um, Tiberius has his own son. He didn't particularly want to make Germanicus his no. heir. Um, Germanicus was more popular than him. And like... In ancient Rome, it was not taken lightly if people floated the idea of someone being emperor. Like, they they killed each other over, over much, just, much smaller things. Just rumors. Yeah. <laughs> so, there's that. But then also, on the other hand, it's like, would he have actually gone that far? Because if he would have been found out... The tides could have gone a different way against him. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, he did end up giving her sons all these titles and honors. Yeah. So, uh, it's kind of like, did he really want that to happen? Especially her eldest son, Nero. He did um, the same thing. Germanicus, remember how Germanicus um, got to become Quester at 20? Yeah. When the normal age to be able to become Quester was 25, he like... Extended that to their eldest son. And then he also let Nero marry his own daughter, Julia. So, I mean... Of course her name was Julia. (laughs) Um, His granddaughter, Julia. So, it's like basically... It's the Marys in Scotland and England. Yes. Just in Rome. Yes, Julia. Julia equals Mary. Yes. Um, So, yeah. So, he... Nero... When we say Nero, it's not the Nero you're thinking of. That's a little bit later. That's Agrippina's grandson who we'll talk about probably in the next episode yeah but um so this is a different nero um agrippina's oldest son so he becomes quester at age 20 which is a big fucking deal the only other person to do that was his dad and he marries tiberius's granddaughter um julia julia gulia do you remember that from what julia gulia yeah julia gulia anyway um i wish one of them would be julia gulia so bad so he's making it clear, though, that the sons of Agrippina were going to have a cush life if everybody would just be chill. Yeah. And Agrippina could not be fucking chill. Nope. She had no single ounce of chill in her. <laughs> she wasn't saying it very loudly yet. But to, like, her confidants and her best buds, she was like, Tiberius isn't even royal blood. My sons are blood relatives of Augustus. Tiberius is just adopted. They should be rulers now. I mean, Nero's 20. Why not just make Nero emperor now? She has a valid argument. So, okay, we need to introduce a new character here. And he's not a good character, I'm sad no. to say. His name is Sejanus. And I just said... Sejanus. Anus. Sejanus. So, Anus is a bad guy in Oh, story. that's not really called that. <laughs> <laughs> so, he, uh, Sejanus was um, the Praetonian prefect, which... It is too much to go into what that means. Just know it's a very important title. Yeah, and Sejanus was thought he'd make a good heir to Tiberius. Oh, I guess we should mention at this point that Tiberius's son, at this point, has died of natural causes. And he is the only person in this story who is going to die of natural causes. <laughs> Rest in peace, Tiberius's son, who we never even named. Yeah, so that spot for an heir is just wide open. And so Sejanus started spreading rumors about Agrippina and her son 
Because he thought he'd make a better heir. Yeah, so her son Nero was really popular in Rome. And again, it reminds me of the fucking Kennedys, because remember JFK's son, the one that died in the plane Junior, crash? Junior, JFK Junior. Yeah, like, he, everybody loved him. He Nero, looked like him, he acted like him, so everybody was in love with him. Nero he looked He had a like beautiful, Germanicus. important wife, mm-hmm. like... Everybody loved this Nero. So Sejanus started spreading rumors about Agrippina and her sons all around Rome. It was some soap opera level shit. Oh, that's an understatement. (laughs) The old Agrippina would have just let this roll off her back, (laughs) would have just like turned the other cheek, been like, haters gonna hate. But the new Agrippina thought her husband got killed, and she's like, no! You can't kiss my fucking ass! Peasant! (laughs) You're a fucking peasant! Are you the bloodline of Augustus? What? I can't hear ya! No? Ya basic. (laughs) Direct quote. Direct Agrippina quote. (laughs) Put that down in your history anals. Just, Just... Yes. So Agrippina remains super fucking popular with the people, but within the Senate factions, you know, not not anywhere else. There was Team Sejanus and there was Team Agrippina. So much for making friends to protect your family. Mm. Oh no, that that went right out the window. Yeah, Tiberius did not like this divide in the Senate. And Sejanus picked up on that and would feed into Tiberius's fears, and he would rumor of any chance that he could about anybody else. And Tiberius, like, he probably would have ignored this, except Agrippina was making his home life a living hell. Yeah. Agrippina hated living under the control of Tiberius, and she was going to tell you all about it. (laughs) Yeah. That's, yep, true. <laughs> she even went so far as to not eat at a dinner party he threw. And people were like, oh, aren't you hungry? And she'd be like, oh, yeah, but I'm pretty sure Tiberius would poison me like he poisoned my husband. So I'm going to pass. <laughs> uh, not fucking smart, Aggie. Like, just say you're on a diet or something. Yeah, right. So just Aggie- being like, oh, I'm trying to get my summer body ready. Like, <laughs> don't accuse the emperor of, like, it's just... Oh, Tiberius, or um, Germanicus was so smart, and she's just not taking any of his advice. Nope. So Aggie was like, look, I hate living with you. You hate me living here with you. Let me remarry somebody, and we'll be out of each other's hair. And Tiberius (laughs) was like, no way, Jose. So you can, you want to go marry somebody powerful and then try to overthrow me? Because, I mean... If I was Tiberius, I probably wouldn't either. This woman's got so much animosity towards you. She's got a lot of she's, she's got a lot of people who are supporters. She's got a lot of people that are supporting her. The common people support her. She is the blood of Augustus. You're just adopted. If she anybody that she would marry would have to be such a high status that they would have so much clout. So I don't blame him. So not only was she trying to marry someone else powerful. Side story, Sejanus was actually trying to do the exact same fucking thing. He asked to marry Tiberius' son's widow and totally shot down. For the exact same reason. Yeah. He was like, oh no, if you marry her, you're going to try to and then overthrow me. And then, no, both of y'all have to stay single. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, single ladies. I'm <laughs> single ladies. So this is kind of sort of the beginning of the end for her. So sadly, things really didn't get that much better for Aggie. It's so sad. Over the last couple of years, Sejanus was basically 
fucking over anyone who was Team Agrippina. Like, it was just like somebody be like, I like that Agrippina. And he'd be like, I hear you tried to poison the emperor. And they'd be like, what? And then that person would get killed the next day. (laughs) Oh, my God. And in 26 AD, he came for Agrippina's second cousin, this chick named Claudia. And, I mean, we've never mentioned her before because there's too many fucking people to mention. Yeah, there's lots of Claudia. But Claudia was like, you know, everybody's got that favorite cousin. Yeah. This was her, like, best friend, favorite cousin. And then she ended up getting accused of witchcraft to kill Tiberius for Agrippina. So, okay. So one day, Aggie was like, no, you can kill senators. You can't be killing her just for knowing me. This has gone too far. Yeah. And she goes um, to find Tiberius. Well, he's at Temple. He's praying. And back then, you would, like, um, like pray to your ancestors mm-hmm. and, like, worship um, past great people. And so Tiberius was actually in a prayer to Augustus. This is a little bit ironic. Yeah. <laughs> Agrippina's like, you're praying to Augustus, but you're trying to kill anybody who's a blood relation to him. And she was like, you're basic. You're a peasant. You shouldn't be emperor. Fuck you. Fuck J- Sejanus. Fuck the empire. Fuck all of y'all. So Tiberius is like, okay, you know what? I'm done. I'm done trying to protect you. I'm, I'm done. done. Uh, like, maybe if you would have come to me with like a legit argument being like like level-headed and being like this is why we shouldn't execute my cousin maybe he would have stepped in but you're gonna come at me with this bullshit i'm not lifting a finger to help you you. or claudia and you know what so tiberius leaves tiberius is like i'm i'm not i'm not doing this anymore i'm out and tiberius leaves and he Never comes back to like, Rome. Like, fucking abandons Rome? I mean, I guess he's still, like, controlling Rome from, like, his little his little weird sex island that he goes off to. <laughs> oh, a story we do not have time for. <laughs> like, he controls it by letter and stuff, but Tiberius fucks off. And he's just like, y'all can fend for yourself. I don't care about this petty bullshit anymore. Went to the island of Capri. Never came back. But before he left... Guess who he left in charge? Who? Sejanus. Sejanus the anus. There we go. That's the good nickname for him. (laughs) Sejanus the the anus. anus. (laughs) Anyway. Oh, Lord. Within the year, Agrippina is under house arrest. Yeah, this is... Because of course she is. Yeah, this is not a good thing in Rome. (laughs) Her son Nero was also arrested at the same time. And he was accused of, like... Sex? Shameful sex? What does that mean? Shameful sexual activity. Maybe he was gay? Weren't a lot of Romans gay? Yeah, I don't think it was like super frowned upon. Maybe maybe they were trying to insinuate he was doing stuff with little kids. I don't... So, I mean, it's a very vague... Or maybe it just means like, we don't like that you fuck. (laughs) We don't. We don't think you should fuck. (laughs) We don't fucking know. (laughs) Adultery. We don't know what this means. So, Nero's accused of dot, 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 sex, question mark. (laughs) And the people still fucking love Agrippina through all of this shit. And it was a really regular scene to see people protesting on her behalf. It makes me think, I mean, it's probably a really regular scene now to see people protesting at Congress, at the White House or whatever. So, it was the same kind of thing. 
She actually had a really powerful ally in all of this. So I wish we had longer to talk about this new character that we're only going to introduce for a second. (laughs) Um, Tiberius's mom, whose name is Livia, who we might cover one day. She was married to Augustus, so she was an empress. Mm -hmm. Um, Tiberius's mom, Livia, um, took it upon herself to make sure that the women were looked after. Somebody was in the corner of these poor, defenseless women. And so Livia was... um, Livia and Agrippina actually hated each other, but Livia was like, you can't execute her. You can't... you You can't touch her, leave her the fuck alone. And Livia had so much clout that everyone was just like, okay. But then Livia died... Rest in peace, Livia, the shortest character in this story. <laughs> the shortest impressive character in this story. Right. So their crimes are brought to the Senate, and Sejanus is like, these people are enemies of Rome and should be exiled. Oh, and the Senate did not want to... <sighs> I, I know I've said it, but really, I cannot stress how popular the family of Germanicus mm-hmm. still was. Yeah. So the Senate was like, oh no, I'm not touching that with a 10 foot pole. Mm-mm. Yeah, they even celebrated like Germanicus like years and years later. Oh like, no, there's way like... Way after his death. Like 100 years after his death when people would, maybe not 100, but like let's say 25 years after his death, people would do like a toast and be like to Augustus. And then like the usual like response to a toast to Augustus was don't forget Germanicus. Yeah. So, if just a few years after Germanicus' death, yeah, he's his family's still pretty fucking popular. So there's huge fucking protests. Citizens are in the streets holding dolls to represent Aggie and Nero. And then word comes around to Tiberius, and he was like, "Ugh, okay, fine. <laughs> She's been a thorn in my side for all these fucking years now." So he sends a letter to the Senate saying that Agrippina was to be charged as an enemy of the state. And so was her eldest son, Nero. And you know what? While we're at it, let's just throw in his the other son, too. Drusus. <laughs> Which is so fucked up, because Drusus was actually trying to make friends with Sejanus. Uh. Sejanus the anus arrested Drusus, even though Drusus had, like, flipped to try to be his buddy. What a fucktard. Because, you know what? Just the whole family, all the boys in Agrippina... And, but they couldn't touch the fucking little boots. Nope, don't touch those little I, I'm, boots. If they would have touched little boots, their Rome would have burned yeah, <laughs> a right. lot earlier. So Agrippina gets exiled to an island, uh, Pandateria. Which is the same island her mother was exiled to. Oh my to. gosh, how fucking like, a whole coincidental. Life, a whole... Oh, I don't think it was coincidental at all. I nope. think it was deliberate. Um, after a whole life of trying not to end up like your mother... You literally end up just like your mother. Just like your mother. <laughs> so she's living her life in exile, and she lived about three or four years. We really nobody knows what happens in Roman exile, and so obviously we do know. Like at one point, she lost an eye. Yeah, like like I guess some Roman, like one of her guards or whatever, like she mouthed off to him. And she's she, a feisty lady. She is a feisty lady. Um. Sadly, in 33 AD, Agrippina passed away. She, she was 46. And we don't know if she was actually starved to death or if she just committed suicide and took it her own life. A couple years before that, her son Nero had ended his own life, also in exile. 
and um, her other son, Drusus, had been starved to death after going insane in a dungeon. That's so fucking depressing. Many sads. Yeah. I has so many sads. But if it makes you feel any better, Sejanus the Anus had been executed in 31 AD. Woohoo! So, you know, at least someone else, some other powerful dickhead got executed as well. Um, so her legacy, though... Like, like I said, Germanicus was so popular. She was so popular. She left a big old footprint in Roman sands. Yes. <laughs> and later, her son, Little Boots Caligula, became oh. emperor. Even though he's not remembered kindly through history, what he did is he had people go back to the island that she died on, find her bones, have her cremated, brought back to Rome, and gave her a proper funeral and laid her ashes next to Germanicus's. I mean, for being Caligula and such an a-hole, that's such a sweet thing to do that's for your mom. a very sweet thing. So, so, cheers to Agrippina the Elder. We adore you. Love you, gal. Um, next, we're going to do, we're just going to stick in ancient Rome for another couple of episodes. Talk about her daughter, Agrippina the Younger. Again, names, not creative. <laughs> but thanks for listening, guys. Love ya. So thanks for listening. If there's something you want to hear, just like hit us up. You can email us at queenshistorypodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter. We're at queens underscore podcast. We're on SoundCloud and Stitcher. And follow us on iTunes at Queens Podcast. All one word. All smushed up. Queens Podcast. Um, follow us on Facebook. Our intro music is by Kay Sparks featuring Beyond Belief. Thanks for letting us use your song, guys. Thanks, guys, for listening. Cheers. Bye, girl. Clink, clink. <laughs> Hello, everyone. It's Takuyi here. And I'm Gabby. And we are the hosts of History of Everything, a podcast which you can probably guess by the name is, well, I mean, it's about everything. Do you want to know why people thought potatoes were evil and would give you syphilis? Are you curious about all the stories of the terrible and stupid ways that people have kicked the bucket over the years? Do you want to hear tales about all of the different badasses of history and the lives that they had brought to life? Well, if so, then look no further. History of Everything is just the right podcast for you. It's available on Spotify, Pandora, and anywhere else that you get your podcast from. Join us for some fun and just see how weird and wacky history can be.